met. Wow, there's nothing quite like family, is there? Nothing quite like brothers. You know, nothing quite like brothers to cheer when you're on the way. Yay. Um, can I let, invite you all to stand if you're able? Just feel God's, he's, he's always doing stuff in our hearts. He's always doing stuff in our lives. But during the worship, I don't know about you, but I could just sense something different. And I want to encourage us to just tune into that. This isn't, this isn't now something very random to what our singing was all about. This is still very much connected. And right where you're at, why don't you just tune in to the Father in heaven right now and just say, do you know what, you don't have to come far. Because as we'll be looking at today, Christ lives in you. And that's the hope of glory. Just, just speak to him right now. Say, God, I, I want to hear your voice afresh this morning. Like Paul encouraged us. And I'm choosing, I'm choosing, I'm choosing as an act of my will to say, God, I want to partner with you. I want to partner with you right now. Thank you that your word is living and active. One great theologian said it has hands and feet, it runs after me. And I want you to know that God is in hot pursuit of you. So just say, God, would you ruin my heart with your love today? You don't have to use my words. You can use sensible words if you like. God, would you, would you get me today? I want your love to be a reality in my heart today. All for Jesus' glory. I pray, Father, that we would know who we truly are. We would see who we truly are. Your beloved sons and daughters. We would see who we really are. We'd see who you really are. And I want to pray for folk here this morning that doesn't know Jesus. I pray by the end, man, you'd know him. You'd know him. And his grace and his mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, just by way of introduction, it's come to my attention, right? Listen to this. This is amazing. I think over the past five weeks across our community in some way, we've seen what I believe to be seven people give their hearts and lives to Jesus Christ. That's amazing. That's what we're all about. Remember the time that he reached into your life? Remember the time that he saved and washed you clean and pulled you into himself? Man, he's amazing. Seven people. And I pray long may that continue. Long may that continue. Okay, we're not in a series uh, this morning. We're not in a series at the moment. So I have what we consider a freebie, which is awesome. Because I'm going to share something that I've just got on my heart. This is what I believe I'm all about. This is something that I'm passionate about. I had the incredible opportunity to speak at a youth event last Saturday. And also at Ashburnham to their group of volunteers there during the week. On a message that I'm convinced about, passionate about. And it's something that's very similar. I want to bring a very similar message to you this morning. Because I feel like God is all over this, if, if you like. Now, you hear it said about some preachers that they've only really got one message, but they just come at it from about a million and one different angles. 
And I believe that's true for me. Guys, I believe I've got one message and I'm just going to come at it across my life from a million and one different angles. Today, I want to speak to us about what Paul alluded to actually, how we partner with God, how you and I partner with God, how we co-labor, the scripture says, with God. Before we jump into some biblical texts, I want to just give you the big picture. We know that now uh, we stand, we've been saved and adopted, right, as God's kids. We believe that, don't we? We believe that. I want to be clear, though, it's all through the saving, redeeming, and finished work of Jesus at the cross. That's why we now stand brand new. We stand redeemed, and we stand and we live before God and before the rest of creation now as God's sons and daughters, completely welcomed, completely accepted. And being a child of God means we have an amazing privilege now because that means we can now partner with this incredible Father in heaven and we can be what is his business on the earth. We can be about our Father's business, like Jesus said. And this is what I want to explore a little bit today. So if you have a Bible, if you can turn to 2 Corinthians. It's in the New Testament. If you open your Bible in the middle and just go right. And you should get to 2 Corinthians. If not, you've got the wrong Bible. 2 Corinthians and chapter 5. Okay. We're just going to read five verses. The first verse is very, very famous, very familiar. We're going to read from verse 17 to 21. Okay, and if you haven't got a Bible, hey, don't fret. The words are going to come up on the screen behind me as well. Here we go. This is the Apostle Paul writing to a church in Corinth. Now this church, I want you to know, they are not all holy Joes. This church is actually in a bit of a mess. And Paul is actually writing, he did two letters and he's writing to them actually to remind them of what Jesus has done in their lives and what it means actually to be the family of God. Okay? So, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Isn't that cool? Behold, the old has gone. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's trespasses or sins against them. And he's also entrusting to us this ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, for our sake, he made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I want to talk to you today about being ambassadors for Christ being ambassadors for Christ. Within five short verses, we see something incredible. We see God has saved us and changed us and made us brand new. We see that we've received reconciliation and now we carry this incredible message to a lost, broken and dying world. There's a three-step process there. We've received, we've been restored and now we carry this message out. What I want to do this morning is go on a bit of a journey and I'm going to kind of convince you more and more as we go who we are 
what our purpose is all about. But it first starts with knowing who you are and what's happened to you. We start here by seeing who we are and what's happened to us. It says, in Jesus, we've been made new, effectively. Verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Brothers and sisters, if you're in Christ, you have received a brand new identity. And it's a brand new identity that will never, ever be taken from you. I want you to see something precious this morning. If you have given your heart to Christ, if you have come to Jesus in faith going, man, I am a sinner, I need a saviour, and you believe that Christ is exactly who he said he was, you've been made brand new. And it's all by faith. It says that the old you, the old you is dead, gone, buried, done away with, and behold, there is a brand new you. The Bible talks about us being new creations. I like this translation as well, a new creature. You're a new creature. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a new creature. Yeah, you liked doing that, didn't you? And they'll say to them, but I'm not as ugly as you. No, you're not going to say that, are you? You're too redeemed. You're too sanctified. You're a brand new you. Not a patchwork. I know this is hard. This is a mystery. It's not just an upgrade. You're brand new. You've got a new heart, new, new passions, new desires, new, new, new purpose. You've got a brand new destiny and you have a brand new identity. Our new identity in God has to be an absolute crucial revelation for us to live in. Because everything flows from that. I want you to know that this is where we start. This is the foundation we start from. Everything flows from the brand new you. The brand new you. Because it means we will partner. We will be an ambassador for Christ from the right platform and foundation. We won't be striving like servants. But we will be living freely and peacefully like sons and daughters. Now... We've had the privilege to enjoy with our nation the Queen's 90th birthday. She's so awesome. 90 years old. And what struck me this morning, I was just thinking about it, on her birthday she gives away gifts. She starts telling people who they are. Hey, you're an OBE. You're a CBE. You're an ITV. You're a BBC. (laughs) Whatever the letters mean, I have no idea. I have all the channels on my TV. But the Queen, I want you to see that in her grace and mercy, Her Majesty says, this is what you mean to me. This is what you mean to this nation. This is what it means to the people you've been part of. But there is still a hierarchy. OBE, CBE, they're different. But in Christ, this new identity, I'm just looking at you beautiful brothers and sisters. I want you to know that we've all received son and daughter Not OBE, CBE, I I don't know where in the line I come. You come right into daddy's presence going, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. So that's the first foundation. Therefore, everything is new. And then we see through Christ we've been reconciled, the scripture tells us. Verse 18, all this is from God, who through Jesus reconciled us to himself. I love what reconciled means. Reconciled means to bring two what was opposing, conflicting things together as one again. 
So us and God, we were opposed, we were conflicting, we were like the opposite ends of a magnet. We repelled each other and we could not go together. It means that one account has now been consistently made with another. It means to be restored, it means to be brought back into harmony and agreement. And I want you to know, dear friends, that's what's happened to you. Through this new nature, you've been now reconciled to God. That means that you are now consistent with him. Never to be pushed away, never to be shunned, never to be uh, uh, cancelled out anymore. But you've been brought back into oneness with God. Back into agreement and harmony. You are completely compatible with God. And I know some of you don't feel it at times. But I want you to know you are completely compatible with him if you're in Jesus. The amazing thing is, it gets deeper than this. It says this is all from God. So you didn't do it. You didn't reconcile yourself to him. It says that Jesus reconciled you to him. This is all from God, it says. So what I want you to know is you didn't save yourself and you jolly well can't change yourself. It's all from him. It's all from him. All the mercy, all the grace, all the forgiveness, all of the love, all of the compassion, all of the patience that you continually receive is all from him. It's all from him. Man, I just want us to think about this for a minute. Think of the gravity. Paul read it out from Romans this morning. You now have peace with your maker. Wow. I have peace with God. You know, sometimes you don't have peace with yourself, but you have peace with God. You have harmony with God. You're in tune with him. You're singing the same song. And you know what? He remembers your sin no more. Isn't that amazing? You remember it, but he doesn't. That's what the Bible says, friends. He remembers your sin no more. And what God says, God says, God says, and you now live eternally compatible. So that's what's happened to you. That's who you are. And now we carry this incredible message to a lost, broken, and dying world. We're, we're carrying this new message. We're, we're carrying, world, you can be redeemed. Friends, family, you can find brand new identity, a brand new you. You can be reconciled. You can find peace with God, your maker. That's the message we carry within. How? Verse 20 says, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through you, Teresa. That's ridiculous, right? God making his appeal through you, Adam. Through you, David, Jim, and I could go on and on and on. We are Christ's ambassadors. You know what ambassador means, don't you? Ambassador basically means that it's an important official that lives in a country that isn't their country, but he or she represents their true country in that foreign country. Does that make sense? So this is what I want you to see, and this is where it gets very cool. We are now citizens of heaven. (laughs) Think about that. You are now an ambassador of heaven. 
not France, not Brussels, not the United States. I'm talking about heaven. I'm talking about the place where God lives. I'm talking about the place where millions of angels fly around the place. That's where your true birthplace is. That's where your home is. That's where your citizenship lies. So that's our true land. So as ambassadors for Christ, ambassadors of heaven, that is our true land, our true nature, our true home. So we represent that land on this land. I'll just let the penny just drop around a little bit. We represent that land on this land. The Bible says we're hidden in Christ. The Bible says we're seated with Christ. The Bible says we're grafted into Christ. The Bible says that God was pleased with Christ. He poured all of his fullness into him, and now we're seated with him. We're citizens of heaven. And you know from Matthew's gospel, right? The heart of Jesus is this. And this is how he encourages his his followers, God's sons and daughters, to now pray. And you know, it's famous, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your will be done, sorry, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is an incredible concept. And it's probably a concept that I've been living with for the past, I don't know, four years. What does this really mean? Well, I think it means exactly what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you can engage with God to such a degree because you're actually seated with me. You can say, God, this is your heart. This is your will. This is your passion and purpose for humanity. Heaven on earth. Flashes of heaven on earth. Friends, this is our mandate. This is our mission as ambassadors for Christ. That we somehow, in my quirky, funny little Greek way, I carry the realities of heaven on the earth. That might be heaven calling you, Sue. Answer it. I want you to think about that. And I know you don't feel like it at times, but that's who you carry. God's heart for humanity is that every aspect of culture and civilization would somehow, through some means, experience shafts of heaven, little rays of heaven on the earth. Because one day the whole of the glory of God will cover the earth. But right now we're carrying God's presence. We're carrying God's glory. Because that's who we are. This happens through us. I want us to see this. That the kingdom of heaven is experienced and felt through us. His sons and daughters on the earth. We're told through this text that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And not only that, it's been entrusted to you. So I want to ask you, how are you doing with this? I wonder what you'd do if I entrusted you with a thousand quid. But God has entrusted you with his message. You've been given the ministry of reconciliation. This is so ridiculously bonkers. Because God in his infinite wisdom, his sovereign perfectness said, I know. I want, to reach a, I want to reach a lost world with my love. And how does he choose to do it? Through you and through me. This is just amazing. And the Bible goes even further than this. It says in Colossians that we've now, I'm going to paraphrase, we've been included in this historic 
mystery that once was revealed to the Jews, God's chosen people, but now to the Gentiles. And this is the mystery, friends. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You've been included with God's people as his sons and daughters. And this is the mystery that the world can look in on. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you. And this text says in 2 Corinthians, God making his appeal through you. God making his appeal through you. We are all called to be ambassadors. Not some of us, not many of us, every single last breathing one of us. We are called to be Christ's ambassadors. And this is to talk about him, and this is to actually live like him. I want to look at just briefly what it means to talk about him. We carry this message of reconciliation. And I know how intimidating this is. I was with a group of friends last night that I grew up with. I love them more than I could explain to you. Did I tell them about Jesus? No. I was petrified. They were making fun of things. And, and you know, it was just like, oh my goodness me. So I join with you, friends. That This isn't something that we all go, woohoo, we, we run out of the building screaming about Jesus. But what I want you to know is when we get passionate about Jesus, when we truly know who we are and what he's done for us, I think it becomes more natural. So although I came home and my wife will testify, I was flat as a pancake last night. I came home like, they didn't ask me anything. And I didn't say anything. But I know I'm passionate that they hear this message. And it says in verse 20, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Do you know what implore means? It's not, have a think about it. Do you know what? I'll, I'll tell you something and you just get back to me. No, to implore means to beg or to plead. To plead with someone earnestly to do something in a very sincere, emotional, purposeful and deliberate way. So we carry a message and this is, this is what I want you to see. The whole of the earth is on a crash course towards hell. We carry a message that should show grip our hearts that we're somehow before people saying, I, I want you to seriously consider what I'm saying to you. Where are you going to spend the rest of eternity? If you were to die tonight, I want you to consider where would you be? I know you work hard for your money, but what's it all for? What is life all about? I want you to seriously consider the claims and the works of Jesus. This is the message we're to carry. But the amazing thing is, the message is so precious. Because it doesn't condemn people. It actually brings life. Listen to this. Verse 21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who had no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. you know what this reminds me of? Another famous verse from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the heart of God. 
That's the great exchange of God. It says in this text in Corinthians, for our sake, for my sake, for my rebellious mess, God made Jesus sin for me. God put all of my sin on Jesus. And it's known as the great exchange, friends. God swapped his life for your life. He swapped all of my sin for his righteousness. He swapped my death for his eternal life. Isn't that incredible? That's the message we carry. And do you know what you can do? You can share what God's done in your life. I know it's difficult to get out there and, and, and preach this news, but we must proclaim it. A good place to start is just by sharing what God's done in your life. You know, my friends look at my life now and they see that I've gone from this degree to a completely new me. And I'm able to say, God's done it, guys, not me. And you have a story that no one can rob from you. And God's done it. We can also demonstrate our lives can actually be the message. So this is what it means to be an ambassador. It's more than just proclaiming. The great Francis of Assisi, this brilliant quote, he says, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. I want you to think about the gravity of that. Your life is 24-7 preaching the gospel to everyone around you. Whether you know it or not, everyone's watching. We all watch each other in funny little ways. Preach the gospel at all times. And if you need to, use words. Being an ambassador goes well beyond words. It means that we can actually imitate this king. His heart, his nature, his character, his ways. What do we know about this king? We're just a very basic skim of the gospel. We see this Jesus that loves people. And I'm talking just a basic skim. This Jesus that loves people. This Jesus that forgives people, that heals and cleanses people. This one who welcomes and befriends. And ultimately, this one that laid down his life for the sins of humanity. There's no greater friend than Jesus. As Christ's ambassadors, we are to model and mimic this heart and desire. That my life would somehow be a sacrifice for yours. In Acts 10, verse 38, Jesus is described in this way. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You know, this can also be true of us, because why? We're seated in Jesus. It says that he went around doing good. Our lives can become the message I really believe this, and it really isn't rocket science. You'd be so flabbergasted to know the impact of just a kind gesture. You can go about doing good. That's our mission, that's our mandate, just to go about the earth doing good. What makes it all possible? The same as Jesus. God has anointed us with the Holy Spirit and with power. I want you to see that because if you're anything like me, when you try to do it in your own steam, man, it becomes so stressful, doesn't it? And heartbreaking. But when we know, man, I've been anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. 
Christ in me is the hope of glory. Paul also writes, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. In Romans 8, it says, the same spirit that rose Christ from death now lives in me. It says, we are the temple of God. God lives with us. Like Alid said earlier, God always knew that his people needed his presence to be with them. He knew that we couldn't do it in our own steam. Jesus said, it's good that I'm going away because I'm going to send another that's just like me. And he's going to be with all of you always, everywhere. Friends, I want you to see that if you've given your life to Jesus, now check this out. You have the God of the whole universe living on the inside of you. How crazy is that? Just look at the person next to you for a minute. And I don't want you to take them for granted ever again because they're a carrier of God. They have God living on the inside. I know it's weird looking at each other. That's what I like. I like doing it. Look at the person next to you and stare at them for 60 seconds. And then we'll have the band up after that. Do you know, if we have the God of the universe living on the inside, that means wherever we go, we carry him, doesn't it? And I've said this time and time again, but this is my one message. Where you go, he goes. When you show up, he shows up. Because where you go, he goes. And it really is as simple as this, to catch God's heart and to somehow release his heart and love wherever we are. That's what it means to be ambassadors for Christ. Because, you know, like Ali said a few weeks ago, knowing who we carry on the inside changes everything. It's a game changer. Christ in me means he is the answer to everything around me. Think about that. Christ in me means he is the answer to everything around me. Hurt, pain, disappointment, sickness, suffering, rejection, abandonment... Disease, loneliness, brokenness, fear. Like my brother said earlier, these pillars that come up, he is the answer to them all. He is the answer. We live in a broken world, man. One surrounded with so much hurt, so much pain, so much calamity, so much chaos. People are wandering around blind and they don't know what's going on. And you know what? You have the answer living on the inside of you. Christ, the hope of glory. Christ is the answer for humanity. He's the answer for your family. He's the answer for you. He's the answer for your friends. He's the answer for your workplace, the schools, the unis, the government. He's the answer for the shops we go into. He's the answer for the streets we live in. He is the answer. There is no other way. I want to share with you a few provoking thoughts that have really gripped me over the last few weeks. And to be honest, whoever's had a heartbeat and has, has humoured me, I've kind of, I've tried to influence whoever I've been in, in contact with, with, with a few statements. I'm reading an incredible book at the moment called Translating God by a guy called Sean Boltz. And it's all about the preface of the book is how do we translate God to a lost world? And he has this one statement that I'm convinced by. He says, God's eternal plan for us, his children, is that we would see what he sees 
which enables us to love as he loves. And I'm convinced by this. Do you know, God is inviting us. This isn't religion, this is relationship, this is intimacy. God is inviting you to see what he sees because then that will enable you to love as he loves. When we don't see what he sees, we love from ourselves and it's often from a place of brokenness. But when we see right into his heart, when we see what our father sees on our lives and on everyone else we come in contact with, we live from him. We live from his heart. And another statement here I found on Facebook, anonymous, I don't know who it is, says, always leave people better than you found them. I love that. Always leave people better than you found them. Hug the hurt, kiss the broken, befriend the lost, and love the lonely. Do you know, our motivation behind it all needs to be love. There is no other motivation. It just needs to be pure, unconditional love. People are people, not projects. And the greatest commandment we're given is to love God with all of our heart and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Love is all we need. You're not trying to earn brownie points with God because you can't. He's your loving dad in heaven. My kids don't earn brownie points from me. I just adore them. That's what God thinks of you. So we are free to simply love. Why? Because God lives in us. And he is the hope of glory. We can live with purpose, genuinely, not much longer. A few more statements and I'm going to read out a quote and then we're going to pray. We can live with a great purpose and you can have this as your mentality. Today, God wants to love people through me. Wherever I go, he goes. Holy Spirit, please help me see everyone I come in contact with. Help me take my eyes off myself and help me look around and see who you want me to talk to. That's how you can live. You can say, Holy Spirit, please give me your eyes today. Would I see what you see? Please give me your heart to love as you love. You can genuinely dialogue and have relationship with God in this way. I find it helpful. And you can say, God, I want to leave people better than I found them. Whoever I'm with, when I'm with my buddy Paul, I want to leave him better than I found him. I want to leave you better than I found you. Man, isn't that exciting? (laughs) To know that we can just freely do that. Walking down the park, walking through the streets. Man, I want to leave this person better than I found them. And it can really be as easy as that. And we get to do this everywhere, every day with whoever we come in contact with. It's not about what God, what you can do for God it's what about what God might do through you. There's a subtle change. We often think, what can I do for God? Rather than saying, God, what, what might you do through me? This is what normal Christianity looks like. I heard one guy say, anything else is abnormal. This is normal Christianity. To be secure sons and daughters that carry an amazing message in our words and in our actions. We get to show people what God is really like. We get to reshape people's understanding and experience of God. Because I don't know about you, friends, but my family and friends have a very warped and twisted view of God. It's not not the God of the Bible. Yet we carry the God of the Bible within us. And I've come to realize something very straightforward about God. He wants his kids back. I want you to think about this for a moment. 
He wants his kids back. The God of the universe wants his children back. Humanity has been stolen from him. And he has been on a rescue mission ever since. And he will not give up until all of his children are home. And he wants you back. And he's made a way to get you back. And he wants you home. So if you can just close your eyes for a moment. If you don't know Jesus in this place, I want to be as bold to tell you that Jesus knows you and he wants you back. The God of the Bible wants you back. He has sent his son on a rescue mission to bring you home. To bring you home. To bring you home. And right at the end, we're going to pray for you. I don't know why I asked you to close your eyes. You can open your eyes, sorry. Christ in you means he is the difference in someone's day, week, life, or year. You can be the answer. Do you know, you can leave people with hope. You can leave people feeling as though they matter and with a sense of destiny and self-worth. You can leave people feeling special and loved and valued and important. And you can leave people healed and whole because you've been willing to pray for them. There's this incredible quote by a guy called Eric Johnson, a church pastor in the States. He said, this is the goal. Discover who we really are. Trust in the God who makes us worthy and change the world. This is a high mandate, guys. This is a high call on your lives. But I believe this is the call for the ambassador for Christ. This is the call for the ambassador of heaven. This is the call on God's sons and daughters on the earth to change the world. One life after another. Will you stand with me? We're not going to close with a song. We're going to close in prayer. But I want to, I want to encourage you. I want to excite you. And I want you to know that when you leave here, because we will leave here today, when you leave here, this can be your mindset. That wherever you go, he goes. And when you show up, he shows up. And all you need to do is just be there. Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. Now I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to read a quote and then we're going to pray. This quote is from a guy called Banning who is the lead pastor of a church called Jesus Culture in Sacramento. And for me, this sums up what it means to be an ambassador for Christ. It says, to fulfill his mandate and accomplish his purpose. And as I speak these words, Holy Spirit, I pray you'd speak to us. To fulfill his mandate and accomplish his purpose in the earth, God has always awakened the church and flowed through people. You and I are called to see the broken restored and to repair and build up wasted and desolate places. If we, the church, are to walk in this commissioning, we must first shift how we view certain things because our perception will either propel or limit us. Our mindsets dictate our choices. In other words, we must produce on the outside what we're processing on the inside. What we believe about God, therefore how we view his interactions with the world will directly influence how we live. It is imperative to know that we are to allow the Lord to reveal his heart to us and to allow his word to manifest within and through us. 
God uses individuals like you and me to bring healing, life and hope. Do you believe that? He moves through those who believe they are called to reflect his goodness and to see his kingdom established around them. He releases his spirit through those who clearly recognize what he has assigned them to. Those who walk in the revelation that Christ is in them and the hope of glory. You and I need an internal reality founded on kingdom revelation. An understanding of who we are and whose we are. With the tender heartbeat of our Father. The dynamic mind of Christ. And the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what? We will display his kindness, justice, beauty, creativity, peace, grace and wisdom. And we will see cities saved and nations transformed. Do you believe that? We will see cities saved and nations transformed. I want to encourage you, lift up your hands to God right now. And I want to pray. I want to pray for a fresh revelation over every single one of us. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope for today. Christ in you is the hope for tomorrow. Christ in you is the hope for your family and friends. You are an ambassador for Christ. And God is making his appeal through you. So I pray, Holy Spirit, would you encourage some and would you reawaken others? Would you help us see who's in us? Would you help us see that we are the answer because we have the answer within us? And I want to commission you, dear friends, right now. Let us love people as God loves them. Let us see people as he sees them, made in his image and likeness. And then let's carry that message within. God wants you home. Right now, I just want to invite you, just before we close, to make this your own prayer. Ask God yourself. Say, God, would you reign into my heart? Holy Spirit, right now, would you speak to me? Come on, just all over this place, just for a few moments. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you are reshaping the world with your love through us. And I pray you'd fill us, you'd commission us, you'd refresh us, you'd reveal who we really are and whose we are, and would you send us up with joy and fun and healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, guys, apologies that we've run over. The kids are uh, finishing the children's work. If you have children in children's work age groups, please do go and grab them. Um, Other than that, have a blessed rest of day. God bless you, and we'll see see you in the week. See you in the week.